0: Welcome, everybody, to the Browns Film Breakdown Podcast, Episode 3, where we're previewing the Browns at Saints in New Orleans this weekend. I'm your host, John Colosimo, with our analyst, Jake Burns. You ready for this game this weekend, buddy?
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see them jump back into play here. There's Oddly enough, it felt like, to me, John, there were more questions than answers after Week 1, which is a strange thing, but... Um yeah, Great. I'm eager to see them get into uh get into it with a team I think is a is a every bit of a Super Bowl contender, regardless of what happened week one. I think their talent is enough to win a Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Uh and they, you know, on offensively they you know, besides a few hiccups, I think they performed every bit that way. Uh, defense it looks like they have some things to work out. Or it could have just been week one of the NFL season. So um <clears throat> looking into this game uh, as far as previewing the Saints in general you know their attitude coming in and um, you know they they're coming in 0-1 it was a tough loss i think they had a couple of bad breaks you know a couple of uh, balls i think bounced the other way on them on some turnovers mm-hmm. uh, they had three roughing the passer penalties uh, that didn't help um had some hiccups on, on the defensive end, and I think that, uh, you know, they, they got beat on a couple 50-50 plays for, for big yardage or touchdowns. So, you know, I, I think that they're they're going to be a little angry this week and, and feel like their backs up against the wall with the Browns coming to town.
1: Yeah, it certainly can only... Um It'll be interesting the Saints' frame of mind. There, there's, there's two ways to look at it. They're either going to, like you said, John, have their back against the wall, knowing that 0 and 2 is pretty much a, it's not a guaranteed death sentence, but it can be a death sentence to your season. I'm not sure the exact probability numbers, but um, I know 0 and 2 teams who start 0 and 2 typically don't re- rebound to to make their way to the playoffs, especially in a division that's as good as the NFC South. So, um, I they they certainly could have that mentality, or they could just kind of think that they can still, you know. Um, coast to an easy victory like they did in Week One, uh, you know, with the Browns coming in, and, and you watch the Browns film. There's plenty of things they think they can they can pick on, and it's going to be. I'm just saying, it's going to be interesting to see where their mentality is. I would expect Sean Payton, Drew Brees, those guys who have run this franchise over there for ten plus years now, um, to have have the right frame of mind and uh, and be ready for Cleveland, uh, obviously, in, in in all three phases of the game.
0: Yeah, Jake, uh, I think that the only reason that I think that uh, they will have their head right this week, and I think that you even alluded to this just now, is I think that they underestimated what they were getting in Tampa Bay coming into week one. I thought they were thinking maybe uh, backup QB, Winston's out, um, you know, maybe an easy game, and lo and behold... Fitz comes in and, you know, goes for 404 touchdowns with a rushing touchdown. So I'm not sure they expected that. So I'm just wondering if that would be the reason that they maybe got some water thrown in their face to start the year. But we'll yeah. see.
1: Yeah, you're right. And I, and it could be um, there's no reason they shouldn't play Cleveland well. I mean, um, the, the, the Browns are clearly limited on what they can do offensively. There's no reason they shouldn't have shut down Tampa Bay either. Um, but it's going to be it's going to be a game where I'm sure their defensive coordinator, um, you know, is is certainly saying, I don't want to have a repeat of last week where we make an average quarterback look really good. So uh, I, I do, like you said, John, expect them to be ready to play, understand the importance of being 0-1 and avoiding going to 0-2, uh, you know, for the, for for their situation. I think their defensive coordinator is Dennis Allen. He's obviously been around the league a long time. So um, they have they, – we'll dive into personnel, but they have talent – Um, at different varying levels of that defense. It was pretty alarming to watch what happened to them and giving up 48 points to what I think is a pretty average Tampa Bay offense.
0: Yeah, I think overall you're right. Although, you know, I think that receiving core, uh, like I said, we'll we'll get into some of the the personnel a little bit later, but they do have a – a1 receiving core, I think. And I think that's where they won won some uh, parts of that game. But, um, well, I guess we can roll right into it. Uh, what do you think this New Orleans team does really well? And how do you think that applies to what the Browns are going to see on Sunday?
1: You know, when you're looking at the Saints, we'll look at it from both sides of the football. You're obviously going to see on offense, they're led by Drew Brees, um, one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play. Uh, week one was the peak of his powers, over 400 yards, three touchdowns, spread the ball around, also picked Mike Thomas uh, You know to, to to target him, get him 16 catches, get the ball to Alvin Kamara. They're loaded offensively. I mean, I, I'm not entirely sure how the Browns are going to stop them. It's going to be predicated on getting to the quarterback, but the problem is getting to Drew Brees is not easy when the ball's out of his hands at a lightning quick speed so often. They got to try to confuse him. You rarely confuse the best to ever play the game. It, it is it is rare. You will see them have bad games on occasion, but it's not all too often. I expect Greg to do what Greg does and blitz and play man to man, just like uh, just like Tampa did. But you know he picks it apart. So it's going to be predicated for me stopping New Orleans offense is going to be predicated on keeping that off the field as much as they can Um, and getting a little lucky they're going to need to get a little lucky Um, you know Michael Thomas is their next best threat he he scored out at an 81.9 on PFF Um, Drew Brees scored out at a 95.9 which is stupid Uh, stupid good but whatever Um, Michael Thomas was an 81.9 I think he had uh, pretty ridiculous stat line. Uh, s- sorry, a 16 catches, 180, and a touchdown. He was a 17, so he got 16 or 17 targets. That tells you how much he was open and how how well his timing was with Drew uh, to get him the football. So yeah, I mean, he's Michael Thomas. We remember him from his Ohio State days. He's just as good as we remember, even better probably. Refined route runner. They move him all around. A hot topic on Twitter has been: Are they going to um? you know, match Denzel Ward up with him. It's not going to be if Denzel Ward's playing boundary or field corner, or right or left, however Greg aligns them. It's if you want to cover Michael Thomas, it's going to have to be you, you, you chase him everywhere with one person. I don't know if they'll do that. That'll be something for everybody to pay attention to. I'm not sure what their plan will be there. Thomas plays outside. He plays in the slot. He goes in motion. They move him all over the place because he's good enough to do that stuff. So we'll see how they play him. Um, you know, Alvin Kamara is really good. Um, we know that he can run the ball. He can catch the ball out of the backfield as well as anybody in the league. They use Ted Ginn, uh, the burner that we all remember once again from. It's like you know, New Orleans is the New Orleans Buckeyes. They just they just bring in a lot of them. Um, so uh, you know, you got to be able to stop Ted Ginn uh, vertically running down the field. I have a feeling Terrence Mitchell can do some of that. Um, you know, you hope at least, and and. Um, but but you got to figure out how to stop those two guys. It's going to be interesting to see how they plan to do that, to bracket them, play help. I'm not sure. But New Orleans is very diversified on offense. They can get under center. They can run the inside zone duo stuff. They can run off tackle uh, power schemes with gap concepts. They can, they can get out and run outside zone. They do a little bit of everything, man, and they, they do it really well. I mean, and they get their wide receivers in space. They have Pete Carmichael, who's been their offensive coordinator forever, quarterback coach before it was the OC with Sean Penn. I mean, this is where you want to see your franchise at, John. I'm sorry I'm getting long-winded here, man. But this is where you want to yeah. see your franchise. You have an offensive coordinator who's been there for a decade, a coach who's been there for over a decade, and a legendary quarterback who's been there for over a decade. I mean, these guys can draw stuff up on a whiteboard in their sleep. So stopping them is going to be extremely challenging. They have a, they have a pretty talented offensive line. Their guard play was pretty poor week one. Larry uh, Larry Warford uh, and Josh um Librius. I, I that maybe they can win some battles with Larry Ogunjobi inside. I'm not sure. Miles Garrett will probably be coming off the edge against um, Ryan Ramchick, the the Wisconsin kid. Yeah, I, I, we'll see. They got to win. They got to win some quick battles up front. They got to try to confuse Drew with maybe some dropping some people out in coverage here and there. I I, I don't know, man. What do you think? What do, you know? What do you you've planned? You've looked. What do you think about how they stop New Orleans' offense?
0: Well, I'll tell you what, I mean, a lot of what you just said mirrored a lot of my notes here. Um, You know, their offense is going to do screens, quick passes, some reverses. They spread to run the ball, Um, you know, the um, and just like you said, I, I didn't see much of getting to Drew Brees in time with four people. I saw a couple, maybe two, three effective blitzes. So just like you were saying, you got to watch when you blitz, you know, because it's not just a question of blitzing for pressure because Breeze is going to pick you apart. Uh, You know, what you would want in a perfect world is timely or well-disguised blitzes, neither of which I think Greg is very good at doing. Um, So,
1: um,
0: you know, we might get lucky, but, uh, you know, if I had to bet, I'm going to say, you know, we're going to be, you know, two to one on the losing end of those blitzes, Um, you know, if he tries to do it. you know, early and often. Uh, I did see what you were talking about with that guard play. They didn't have a lot of success running the ball on the inside, really rushing much at all. You know, a couple of nice goal line carries for Kamara there, but, you know, overall, they didn't get much going in the, in the run game um, as far as big plays, you know, yeah. but in general, they had, you know, a 69% run success rate. They had a 72% pass success rate. They were by far and away the top offense and success rate for the NFL. I mean, you're talking like 25 and 29% above NFL average there. They were really good on offense last week.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you said, they just have to run the ball respectively. If they can throw it as well as they throw it, they they, they feel like they're fine. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. I'm looking back at the Browns' history with the Saints – They've actually won five of the last six meetings dating back to 1993. So huh. they played 93 99, 2002, 2010 – sorry, 2002, 2006, 2010, 2014. They've won the last two. 2014 they won at home, 26-24. Uh, uh, held Drew Brees in check, really. A couple touchdowns and an interception, but he threw for like 270. Um and there then,
0: can't be an opponent in the NFL that we have that record
1: with. I know, man. It's, it's actually very strange. And then you've got to really muck it up. Like the 2010 game was 30-17. to 17. They picked off Breeze four times in that game. Uh, Bowens had two return for touchdowns. Um, it, it was just a weird sort of box. 2006, it was low scoring, 19-14. to 14. Um, Breeze only threw for 170 yards, one touch. So they've actually... And breeze outdo uh old Charlie Fry that's a fun stat line to look at but they they've actually held drew Breeze in relative check uh, maybe it keeps up they're 13 and four all time the Browns are against New Orleans I it's just pretty strange this might be like you said one of the few that they have that kind of mark against so they've had success against breeze you know that obviously none of the people who were here in 2014. Uh, sorry, none of the people here now are here in 2014, so it's completely different. But uh, you know, I don't know. History's on their side a little bit. You you just gotta hope. You gotta hope it gets weird because man for man, they're more talented offensively. They have more cohesion in terms of what they do, what they want to do, where they want to get. So uh, you know, just keep our fingers crossed because that's a really talented offense um, that, that New Orleans trots out in the field every time they go out. So uh, defensively, they've got they've got they've, they clearly have talent. Um, it's the the levels at which their talent uh, is is shining. So um, typically they have good secondary play. They they obviously have the name we know Marshawn Lattimore was probably I think he was Rookie of the Year last year um, at, at, as a corner. He he played quite possibly his worst game as a professional. Mike, Mike Evans absolutely abused him. Uh, week one back shoulder throws was more aggressive getting to the ball beat him on a takeoff too I mean he beat him every way he could beat him so I don't know I mean you feel good about Josh Gordon being able to beat him too if he's if he's off his game a little bit their best players last week were um, Manti Teo Uh, yeah he's still out there playing football he played 27 (laughs) total snaps and graded out at a 90.2 for him they have Alex Okafor um, was a guy I wanted Cleveland to sign but uh, he played 37 snaps, graded out of 77. Their their corner opposite Lattimore is Patrick Robinson. He was a 71.8 last week. Uh, another Ohio State name we all know, Von Bell, is one of their safeties. Um, played 30 snaps, and then the other safety, Marcus Williams, if you recall, was the one who whiffed on that. Uh, Stephon Diggs holy touchdown yeah. play there in the I playoffs. I really wanted him in the draft that year. And he too. had it, yeah. And he had a good year last year, good rookie year. But he played really poorly last week. A forty point five grade is pretty uh, pretty indicative of how he played if you watch the film. So, um, Kirk Coleman's one of their other safeties, another Ohio State grad. Um, thirty seven snaps. He graded out a sixty three point one, which is average. Their other linebacker, linebacker plays the most snaps in the middle. I name Browns fans are familiar with the Mario Davis. Um, these connect, these franchises and states are connected really weirdly. Just we always feel like we know this. If, if there's an, if the Browns are eliminated, which happens earlier, I pay attention to New Orleans often because they just have Ohio State connection. So, um, yeah they they uh, they have guys that we know on that side of the football. They have Marcus Davenport played 23 snaps, graded out fairly well. Um, as an edge player for them, Cameron Jordan's their primary edge guy. He's pretty good. I mean, Cameron Jordan can play both phases, but he's not a world beater. He can be held in check. He'll probably come off the uh, defense's left side, our right side, so he'll be with Chris Hubbard all day. Um, Davenport rotates with uh, with with Okafor on the other side, and then that's uh, not
0: so bad for us then no. with Harrison over there. I think that's a solid matchup yeah. for what he does.
1: Yeah, and I think Harrison can play the likes of Davenport. I worry about Desmond Harrison against a. A power edge guy Neither of those guys are truly I don't think are truly power edge guys So um, yeah I mean New Orleans has talent Their best interior defensive player Sheldon Rankins, who graded out of 67.2 Sixth best player for them last week He's fine he's a a good player They took him out of Louisville in 2016 Um, But you know up front and at their linebacker level They don't don't have a ton of talent So you want to be able to pick on the short intermediate stuff Get the ball out of Tyrod's hands And then you can let the deep stuff develop too Because they don't really get after the quarterback all too well their, their secondary clearly has talent. They didn't play well week one, but they have talent. They're going to be up in your face. They played Tampa Bay up in their face. They played man, and they they had a single high safety uh, rotating here and there. They played a lot of cover three, a lot of cover one. They, they man for man you, and you got to beat them. So um, Pittsburgh actually played a lot more zone than people uh, remember. So it's going to be interesting to see if New Orleans runs as much zone, uh, heavy zone stuff as Pittsburgh did. Uh, I I don't I don't know if they'll do that. I know that the recipe for beating Tyrod has always been man to man, make and make throws, uh, tough throws and tight windows. So we'll see. But, um, you know, like I said, defensively, they're 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 going to blitz a little bit, but they get up in your face. They play man. They play a single high safety and you're going to have to beat coverage. That's what Tampa Bay did. Tampa Bay exposed coverage, um, you know, man coverage all day.
0: Yeah, they made some nice plays. I saw a couple of tough, you know, where I thought there was pretty decent coverage, um, but a great throw was made and a a great catch was made. Uh, You know, I think that was one by Evans and maybe one by um, uh, Godwin. I saw two of those plays, I think, uh, at the goal line. And, you know, can we make those with uh, Josh Gordon and maybe Landry? Possibly. You know, it's a it's possible. Can we can we make those throws? So if uh, you know, we need Tyrod to to put that ball in a better spot than he did week one uh, to maybe take advantage of some of that stuff, if they try and play us the same way. Uh, One of the things I saw is they look like they had a little bit of trouble, um, you know, with a mobile quarterback. And I, I saw a little bit of what we might be able to do. Uh, the same thing with Tyrod Taylor this week, and uh, give him a little trouble in that spot uh, I guess you know that's gonna work better when uh the defense is playing man,
1: yeah know, so yeah Fitzpatrick got out and got it, used his legs a couple times. I think they ran a true zone read uh down the goal line for a touchdown too so um yeah the, the most te- the, 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 you're you're always your coaches say the best you know best man beater you have is your quarterback's feet because guys' heads are turned and they're running they're running with somebody so. Um, you know, if your quarterback can take advantage of that, I would imagine new Orleans will game plan, a spy, uh, somebody to keep an eye on him so that that doesn't happen. Cause that's a big part of Tyrod's game. You don't expect Fitzpatrick to do, but, um, sure. Yeah. I, I do think that it would be wise for them to spy and hopefully Cleveland can take advantage and, and beat that on occasion and let Tyrod make some plays with his feet. So, um, yeah, personnel wise, I think anybody who thinks we're more talented than new Orleans is probably kidding themselves. Can the Browns win? Sure. Um, but it's going to take some efforts that we don't expect. It's going to take, um, you know, them going into the dome, not playing intimidated. They can't be afraid of the noise. Hopefully, Desmond Harrison feels comfortable with the silent count that they've been scary. working this week. It is scary. It is not that hard. I think it gets over. It's not hard. You're gonna you're playing tackle. You're you're gonna you're gonna react to your, you can you can feel your guy to your right. You're gonna react to and you're gonna react to the guy over the ball. So they can do things to help them. They can chip like they chipped last week. They can they can obviously. Do some different things um, uh, to help him out in terms of, of, of if you're going to do some some dart where you're you're having him pass set and run situations to encourage somebody upfield. So um, different things they can do. I would imagine they they'll do it and um, he'll be okay. But yeah, they, they like I said, they can't go in there intimidated. They can't go in there uh, afraid of New Orleans and the names and all of that. They have to go in there with a chip on their shoulder that you know nobody believes in us kind of attitude. Still, sure.
0: No, I can see that. And yeah, I think you're right. I'm, you know, this New Orleans team isn't going to quit even last week, you know, when they were down 24 points in the fourth quarter, you know, that team didn't quit. I mean, they came, they came within one score by the end. So, you know, it's going to, I agree with you. This is a tough team. They're going to play all the way, you know, the full 60 minutes. And I think it'll take a little bit of luck. We'll need to keep that score down. We'll probably need to to get a turnover to Uh, and not turn the ball over ourselves um and I think that maybe we could do a little bit of you know I don't know how well this works against a guy like Drew Brees versus you know a college team but you know maybe we could do a little clock control if we can get some you know inside zone I think again I think that's I'm I'm looking for the guards to up their play this week and do kind of what we alluded to last week where uh, I think they can do some damage um you know, up the middle there with that run game with Carlos Hyde. And, you know, maybe we can at least keep the ball out of Drew's hands. I, you know, it's not going to it's not gonna be like one of those things you see in college where just keeping him off the field for 10 minutes makes him cold and he just gives the ball back in three plays. Probably not going to happen with a Hall of Famer like him. But it's still probably best to to keep them off the field as much as we can. And maybe we'll be able to do that. I don't know.
1: No, it's a it's a good point. I mean, you, they're going to have to do ball control offense. They're going to have to run the ball. They're going to have to try to take time off the clock, um, but also play a little bit like Tampa did, unafraid and just kind of go after them. I'm, I'm not saying you're going to hang forty eight points on them, but um, you know if you're going to do the total antithesis of what you did last week, where you started with ten passes of the eleven, you know, your first eleven snaps don't go into the dome and expect to just keep handing the ball off and finding success. I obviously want them to find success via the ground game to establish, you know, some, some eye manipulation stuff for, for the defense. But, um, you know, if you expect to go down there and just keep handing the ball off and get out of there with a, a 14, 10 win, you're kind of fooling yourself with the way the offensive football has changed over the past five years. You're gonna have to score to beat these guys. So um, yeah, we just have to hope that they, Cut down the mental mistakes. Todd Haley uh, said today that they made 28 mental mistakes. You needed to be around 10 or fewer to win football games. So, uh, hopefully, they cut down on that uh, and and they can they can find some easy plays. I pointed out today on the film breakdown page some just some easy plays, man. Some stretch stuff where you're leaking a tight end and how they can find success with that. They're not doing they tried it, but they're not doing it well enough. So, um, you know, I need I need to see hitches. I need to see slants. I need to see quick screens outside that are effective and. Just everything was very laborious this past week, so hopefully they can figure out a way to create some cheap, easy yards uh, come Sunday.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, they, like you said, they. I, I would like to see some quick stuff, maybe some rhythm stuff to, you know, get some confidence in that game, and uh, hopefully, Todd Haley. You know, hopefully we can just scrap what we saw offensively in the thunderstorm. So that's what I'm hoping for. And I'm going to kind of take a refresh on it unless, you know, if we get out of week two with uh, very similar play design and play calling and, and that kind of stuff, then maybe we can start to take it seriously. But for right now, you know, just like you've said before, uh, we got to kind of throw out what we saw in game one, given the circumstances. Yeah.
1: Yep. 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 I think you know. that's going to be, it's going to be very important. Like I said, I, I I'm, I'm holding off on being upset about the lack of quick answers and quick yards and cheap yards. Right. um but they i need to see it this week they just have to figure out a way to change defenses a, you know point of attack use the middle of the field a little bit here and there run some rub routes run some pick plays you know that kind of stuff so um yeah i think matchups well, let's jump into matchups uh what what do you got
0: Well, I had in the show notes, Lattimore versus Gordon, but you know, we might be dealing with more of a uh, Hugh Jackson versus Gordon situation. (laughs) (laughs) So let's flip it to that. What do we think that you think they're going to feature Gordon a little bit more here and give him a shot uh, to make some real plays to help his team win?
1: I have to hope so. They played him a lot of snaps. I think they're going to have to know that they need to diversify. I said it all week to people who are asking me, uh, the phrase I use is diversify his route tree. Give him some different opportunities, some long drags that climb from 5'10 to 15", some quick screen stuff, tunnel slips. Um, give give him some stuff to get him in a feel. You can still send him on skinny posts. You can still send him on his quick nine route. You can do that stuff, you know, but, but get him involved on long drags. Get him involved in the current. I mean, he needs to everything. He can run everything, so give him everything. So um, I hope, I would hope so. I think that Lattimore showed, uh, that that he struggles with the big physical types every now and again. That can also move a little bit. So hopefully they they feature him. They should feature him. I have no doubt that they will. Um, you know, you know, do that. But I do expect too a bounce back game from Marshawn Lattimore. So um, that that matchup will be fun to watch.
0: Yep, absolutely. I'll be watching it. I saw a lot of things that if Lattimore played the same exact game which happened to be the worst of his career then gordon can do everything that evans can i think um <clears throat> as far as what i saw in the game last week but like you said i, I expect a bounce back game uh, great corners like that you know they'll, they'll have a tough one once in a while but i doubt that he's gonna have two in a row but we'll see i mean uh, gordon's a great player and and you know sometimes great players get the better of them but we'll we'll see how that goes Um, how about the Browns secondary versus Thomas? I mean, we covered a little bit of this earlier, but, uh, you know, like you mentioned, it's not really going to be Ward against Thomas. They're going to move him all over the field. So that means, you know, you might see some body on him. You might see some Mitchell on him. Uh, you might see a linebacker or two on him. Uh, if the uh, situation arises, uh, what do you think Thomas is going to look like against the secondary?
1: Um, I, I'm not sure what they'll do. They, they, they could, they could have Ward tail him all game. I'm not sure. I don't think Denzel's quite there yet, but maybe he is. Maybe that's just hey man, tail him in man to man coverage all day and and go after. Him. I don't, I'm not sure what they'll do, but likely, like you said, John, they will do that. Um, you know, where it's 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 uh, by by committee, similar to way it was with Antonio Brown. I would like them to the matchups that I like. I, I like Terrence Mitchell size wise on him. Um, I think Ward can play him, and I think you can have Demarius Randall bump down in the slot and play him too. Randall did a little bit of that late in the game against Pittsburgh; they brought him down instead of having Body Calhoun because Body Calhoun clearly struggled. That was who Juju Smith Schuster had three catches for one hundred and eleven yards against. Um, so I think that they might do that. Body Calhoun actually looks relatively comfortable back there, getting jumps at free safety. He he struggles with his. His uh his chop feet when he's trying to get he gets off balance, so he, he doesn't do well getting hands on in the slot and when you press in the slot. Obviously playing slot corner is one of the hardest things to do in the NFL. Um and, and he gets he gets a little bit panicky when he's deciding how to work his back pedal against how to work his hands and getting hands on. So that caught him a couple times. Obviously, he got caught leaning on that slant that went for 67 yards, too. So I, I like those three guys on him. I like, I like Randall coming down and playing him a little bit, bumping body back to safety, uh, having Terrence Mitchell play him. And I, I have confidence in Mitchell. I mean, I think he's playing some of the best football of his career, and I think Denzel Ward can do it, too. So it's going to have to be back in many. I never want a linebacker on Michael Thomas. I hope that that never comes to fruition, um, you know, unless, <laughs> it's, upset, unless it's something super weird. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't I – don't, I don't. I don't fear Thomas per se. He can obviously have a big game at any moment, but uh, I think they have some answers for how to play him. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, I think just one more point on that too is one of the good things on this uh, it, coming to this New Orleans game is that Thomas is their primary target. And then they don't have a, a second, or I mean, a, a wide receiver core in the vein of the Pittsburgh Steelers, where they have you know, three excellent options that they can go to or at least two excellent options and a talented rookie uh, like the Pittsburgh Steelers had. I don't think they're completely happy with what they've seen so far uh, on the wide receivers other than Thomas. So you can pay him a little bit more attention as long as you don't forget about Kamara coming out of the backfield.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that like you just kind of alluded to there, they do view Kamara as their third wide receiver outside of Ted Ginn. So, um, you know, they'll they'll play Benjamin Watson, who's always reliable in the middle of the field, tight end type. That that matchup always worries me. Opposing tight ends just murder Cleveland. Jesse James had a nice game last week. So um yeah, I think that they're I
0: think Ben Watson had one of the best games
1: uh he had all season yeah, last year. For sure for the Ravens, right, if I recall. Um yep. so yeah, I mean their four guys are Thomas, Ginn, Watson, and Kamara. So um they they have Austin Carr who they gave a couple targets to, but you know Josh Hill, nobody really serious that you have to worry about. So you're right, John they'll they'll give they'll give Thomas extra attention. He can't go for 16 and 180, and the Browns expect to win.
0: Heading into uh, safeties and linebackers versus Kamara, how do you think we're going to do there, Jay?
1: I don't know what their plan is. I don't. I mean, you'd like it to get to a point, John, where you have somebody you could say Jabril Peppers is playing big nickel all week, and you're just you're just shadowing him. Maybe they'll do that. I'm not sure. Um, it's going to be by committee. Um, wherever they bump to in those situations, I feel okay about Kirksey playing him. Not great. Kamara is going to be a, an advantageous matchup for New Orleans every week they play. They just have to hope they can keep him in check. Um, in terms of if they get him out, they play him outside wide. I would prefer somebody like Peppers or Randall or Body Calhoun covering him. Um, but yeah, that, that I don't have a great answer. I'm just going to have to see how they match up to him. I, I don't love anybody in the linebacker group outside of uh, Kirksey playing him.
0: Yeah, I feel the same way, and I've expressed that before, so I don't even need to get deep into that. It's going to be rough in the screen game, and we'll see how yep. we do. Um, as far as the, uh, the offensive line, you think we'll get something
1: going uh, in the run game this week? They have to. I think there are chances they can. They're playing against defensive ends uh, and a, a far less talented overall group um than Pittsburgh Pittsburgh's box players played really tough last week I don't think New Orleans box players play as well as physical they're going to be running lanes to attack I, I would expect Hyde to be in the 80 to 90 range and then maybe sprinkle some other guys too um, but yeah I think the Browns if they want to win this game they're going to have to win the offensive line uh in terms of being able to to run the football they're going to have to control that that side of things
0: Yeah, I'm looking for a bounce back for the guards here, and uh, hopefully we get something going there. So uh, I'll have my eyes on that uh, quite a bit. Um, as far as uh, what the Browns' win would look like this week, I think we actually covered that a little bit earlier. So we can jump right into the prop contest and picks. You got the better of me last week. Uh, I went 0 for 3, negative 300. Uh, you went negative <laughs> 100. So hopefully we can do a little better this week. And if you've taken a list, a look at the list that um, we have for this week, Jake, do you have your bets for the Not week? Not
1: yet five of these, right?
0: Uh, I mean, you can have as many as you want, as long as the total... Uh, points for however many bets you make add up to at least 100 and not more than 500
1: okay so um over under three sacks for tyrod taylor i am going to go 100 points on the over for that one yep i'm going to go over 50 yards rushing for taylor another 100 i'm just gonna do 100 on all these i feel good about that um I am going to go, let me see, I'm going to take the Browns plus eight. I think they're going to, I'm not saying they're going to win, but I think they can keep it relatively close. Um, And then I'm going to go, is that three? Okay, I'm going to go Josh Gordon under one and a half touchdowns. I think he gets one. And then my last one will be Breeze Over 315 passing yards.
0: Yeah, that uh, that looks like a rough one. I had to up it from 300 just because it's Breeze. (laughs) But let me me get in here uh, and get mine. Um, Let's see. Uh, Kamara, uh, over under 70 yards receiving. I'm going to go with the under there, and I'm going to take that for 50. I'm going to go with Tyra Taylor over 50 yards rushing as well for a hundred. I'm going to take Landry over 80 yards receiving for a hundred. Nice. And I think I'm going to go ahead and take the over at 49 points total for the game and for a hundred. So those will be mine for the week. Uh, we'll see how we do. Hopefully I do a little bit better. Hopefully we'll both do a little bit better, but uh, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Anyway, wrapping this up, uh, don't forget to join the contest. I'll have all this information. I didn't want to cover the whole um, how the standings are and things like that. I'll have that all uh, updated and posted on Facebook and Twitter. Um, you can check that out. We'll have the full list of prop bets and picks up uh, Thursday night. Uh, so you will have already seen them maybe by the time this show comes out. Uh, check out me on Twitter, um, jcosmo, J-C-O-Z-M-O. And Jake, uh, you want to call out the rest of the place that they find yeah. you? Yeah. So
1: Jake uh, at Jake underscore Burns eighteen on Twitter, guys. Uh, Browns film breakdown is at Browns film BDN. You can jump on there. I'm cutting up stuff all week. Just did cut up of past sets for the for the for the. Well, it was five quarters last week um, from the end zone view. So I'll, I'll do all that. Obviously, get your Monday breakdowns, your YouTube channel stuff. So Browns film breakdown YouTube. We cover tie rods. Picked four of tie rods. Play with Brendan. Uh, Brendan Leister, we went through some of his stuff, what he's doing, what he's seeing, what he can correct, uh, how, how a successful game looks for him. So that stuff's all out there. Tons of content starting up an Instagram page as well. So you can follow along there. I'll get that information out, but yeah, tons of stuff going on. Um, yeah, follow along guys, get involved in the game. It's going to be good for you. You can win some free cool gear. We got the hats, t-shirts, like John's mentioned. We're going to have a Jersey giveaway at the end of the year. Easy to get your picks in. It's fun. Um, looks like we got iTunes around the corner maybe, so that's exciting yeah I think tonight
0: I think tonight and I think that maybe even by the end of this show we'll have the t-shirts delivered good deal right, Jake well uh, I will see you Sunday Uh, go Browns
1: yeah let's Let's do it man go Browns and we'll, uh, we'll see you guys for the recap Monday